There is so much depth to the 31 verses in today's scripture, we could spend hours discussing it and still not be able to fully explore the richness of Jesus' words. And of course, we don't have the hours to spend right now. These 31 verses are in the section of John's Gospel that focuses on the hours before Jesus was betrayed. Here John is recording Jesus instructing and assuring his disciples because he knows what is coming and how terrifying it will be for them. Especially evident in these verses is his concern for their peace of heart and mind. Remember, this is when he tells them that one of them will betray him to his death, and immediately after, he specifically tells Peter that not only will Peter not be strong and brave and stand beside him no matter what, but Peter would even deny he knew him three separate times. In the next breath, though, Jesus says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Obviously, one of the things that troubles us is our own failures. Like Peter, we are well-intentioned and we think we are ready for the tests and trials of life. Until the tests and trials of life show up. And like Peter, we've all failed at some point to live up to our own expectations. Sometimes it's a momentary, whoops, moment. At other times, we can be stubbornly faithless repeatedly acting out our denial of Jesus. The cross didn't take Jesus by surprise, and our failure doesn't surprise him either. Our failures are the reason for the cross in the first place. So what's the correct response to our own failure? What can we do with the guilt and shame we feel when we know we've been disobedient and faithless? Jesus tells the disciples it's the same response he's asked for from the beginning. Just believe. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. And then he adds a promise to that. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Remember, these aren't promises for perfect people who get it right all the time. These are promises to guys who would run and hide, who would deny they knew him, who were still trying to grasp who he was even though they had seen all the miracles, all the signs, all the fantastic things. But there were a couple of added promises that would help them, that also help us. First, Jesus promised conclusive proof of who he was that would solidify their faith. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The resurrection is our conclusive proof that Jesus said everything, and it was true. Secondly, Jesus promised he would send someone to be on their side. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I told you. That promise is for us as well. The Holy Spirit is our strong and powerful advocate who reminds us who Jesus is and what he has done for us. For that reason, we can believe. You can trust in God. You can live today with peace of mind and heart. Jesus ends this section this way. I have told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. These are told for you so that you can believe. Simply believe and trust in Him. And as always, keep the faith.